Welcome back to Retail Therapy on the Sunday Scaries podcast feed. My name's Will DeFries. In the studio with me today, my loyal co-host, Barrett Dudley. Barrett, great to see you. It's good to see you as well, Will. How is everything going? Oh, we're going. We're going. I'm I'm a little upset with the weather in general. Why is that? Too, because I don't know. Gray? I don't know in the morning if I'm yeah. supposed to put on shorts to go let my dog out. Mm. I don't know if I'm supposed to wear a heavy sweater to work. Right. I don't know what right. I'm supposed to wear because we're in my least favorite part of the year, which, which is, is the in between. The in between. It's mm. absolutely the in between. I think. I think. Uh, you know, graciously, we are being bestowed with a wonderful kind of like cool spring weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, which is nice, you know, perfect little weather to maybe like throw on a fit. Maybe you're going to spend your tax return on a little cute number. Maybe you're going to outfit yourself or I don't know, some events coming up, something like that. So, you know, it's, we, we've got some, uh, we've got some weather that's just kind of like lends itself to, uh, you know, to, to some of the, to some of the things that we, that we like to talk about here on this podcast. Have you been doing much shopping lately? Well, I'm always shopping. I know. Your tabs stress me out. <laughs> like I don't, I don't have to worry about Barrett having a wish list item because I know that he's probably got an entire different browser that he's downloaded for his computer that he's just got a million it tabs open. Just for. yeah, yeah. They 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 they've come up with a new browser that's just that's exclu- exclusively for the tab boys and tab girls out only there. Only tabs, it, only tabs. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just designed. Actually, no, I'm joking. But seriously, Chrome now has a feature that's like. Hey, you want us to like make all these? You have you have too many tabs open. Can we make a bunch of them that you're not using right now inactive to save on your computation power? Uh, you know your memory and your power and all that. And I, of course, say yes. Please do that because these tabs aren't going anywhere. I don't know how you operate like that. <laughs> what does your desktop look like these days? My desktop's not too bad. You know, the only thing that really ends up on the desktop is screenshots. I just I end up just saving things to the desktop that I need to use immediately, and then I delete it immediately after, and then okay. move on so that I never have any memory use like going on when yeah. it comes to my desktop or yeah. anything else. The, the the hard part about about like it adding stuff to the wish list is like I don't I don't know how you feel about this, but like I I feel it, it's got to hit a hit it's got to hit something in particular to be added to that list. You know, I take it very seriously, and it can't just be like just any old thing I have in a shopping cart on on who's a what's it or, or any other shopping website that I might be on. Like it has to like, I, I don't know. It has to like say something or be something or like have a little, have a, a, a bit of a story behind it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It yeah. has to fit the right time of year. Yeah. It has yeah. to fit yeah. the right, uh, you know, price point that we're looking for. It has to fit in with the rest of the list, in my opinion, in a little bit, uh, right. like in right. some sort of way. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure on it. Yeah. And there's, a, I've, I've, I have to admit that there's even more pressure on it knowing that people are clicking on it. <laughs> people are silently judging us, knowing that, you know, we might have people in our lives who might go to this list and and put a lot of stock into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It becomes mm-hmm. a very stressful situation. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some official biz out of the way today. First and foremost, thank you for listening. Secondly, go follow retail.com pod on instagram that's where we live everything gets filtered through the sunday scaries account but you know the real ones know that the little brother slash little sister slash just burner account the bad boy burner account Mm. is at retail dot pod on instagram go make that happen you can also watch 
almost every episode that we've done of retail therapy on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sunday Scaries podcast. Go check that out. And finally, we also do listener companions at willdefreeze.substack.com. Uh, I put everything there from these episodes, links to products. Uh, it could be just you know excerpts from columns that we're reading, whatever it may be. That's where you will find everything. And of course, if you want to reach out to us, if you have a question for us, if you have a topic that you think that we need to cover, look no further than at retail.pod on Instagram or just you know how to get a hold of us. It's not it's not hard to find us. It's Barrett. not. It's really not. No, we are we are out there. <laughs> <laughs> we have an announcement to make. Last episode of Retail Therapy, we made an announcement that we're going to be in New York City. This episode of Retail Therapy, we are going to solidify and confirm that we're going to be somewhere the weekend before we're in New York City, and that will be Louisville, Kentucky. Of course, I'm talking about the first weekend in May, which means one thing and one thing only in Louisville, the Kentucky Derby. Wow. Barrett, you've never been to the Kentucky Derby. I have never been to the Kentucky Derby. That when, is correct. I am I'm popping my Derby cherry, and well, I, 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 I'm pretty damn excited about it. So... Obviously, you you know everything that Derby comes with. You know you know the ins and outs of of what to get excited for. I know if okay. Well, here's the thing. You're let, let's let's give me give me a quick recap of 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 your Derby experience because you're from the Midwest. Yes, I feel like you you've been closer to it, and I'm if I'm not mistaken, you've been several times. Yes, so I have uh, I have been lucky enough to go, and and this is it's embarrassing that I don't know how many times I've gone. I mean, that's it's funny. either three or four. Okay. Uh, I can't go back into my photo stream to look as I, d I had a BlackBerry at that time, which made it a little okay. more difficult right. to, to get photos off. Were you just like just getting off so many BBMs? Oh, back, dude, back, it was crazy. Yeah, BBM. service was not that great, but like, you know, <laughs> my BBM game was pretty crazy. I mean, the Derby. BBM, like that's the thing. It always worked. Right? Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, is that is that the, is that what they hung their hat on? I feel like that was one of the things is that like BBM was almost like a predecessor to like WhatsApp or whatever. Or mm -hmm. like a, there, you know, there's the various group chat apps. WhatsApp is one of them. GroupMe, I think, is maybe another. There's what, Viber. Like people people use, like to use it like festivals and stuff. Yeah. Like for some reason, it always works. I don't, you know, I don't know the technology behind it, but I feel like BBM was kind of like the first one like that, that makes sense but i mean know? to 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 think about how long ago i must have gone in order to have a blackberry pre-iphone is what it's saying. been a minute yeah. Much. yeah yeah and so, i i did also did it in like the least retail therapy approved way that you can possibly do it which is dressing like shit and going to the infield which is an extremely good time like okay so we're gonna get there but we're actually let's just put a pin in both of those things and i'll i'll, I'll come back to the question because here's what i mostly think about when i think about derby mm -hmm. i think about it i think about a few things Mm -hmm. One, obviously, the horse race. Mm -hmm. The what is it? The most exciting like two minutes in sports or something they call it? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know? it's it's that's it, what I'm calling it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's a fair assessment. The fashion, number two. Obviously, that's a huge thing. The hats, the suits, the uh the you know, the pomp and the circumstance of it all. And then three, the drinks, the mint juleps. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that I'm missing? Am I specifically missing anything like like that that goes on that you know Mount Rushmore of uh, of the <sighs> Kentucky Derby? You know, if we could add one thing to actually make it the Mount Rushmore, to have four different things: the horse racing, the style, the drinks. I I honestly think that like number four, this is kind of a layup because it encompasses a lot of different things. But I just think just general traditions. They just have so many cool traditions there. Singing my old Kentucky home before. Uh, the actual race, 
um, just like the all the roses, um, just the pretty much everything is just rooted in tradition from the Derby, and I think that's why it's kind of a fun thing to do. I mean, for me, it was always something that we just wanted to go party. And I think that's what several people like to do. Right. But as I started going, I started to understand why people get so excited about it, why people look forward to the kickoff of summer. I mean, the first the first weekend in May is just known as the time when Derby is run and that people get very excited for great weather. Yeah. Um, now, like, if you oh, sorry. Well, yeah, because if you're on if you're on YouTube right now watching us that, you know, which is just it's a really additive experience, in my opinion, I've actually found a picture of Will and a couple of his buddies from the Kentucky Derby. Back in the BBM days, there, uh, <laughs> there, there it is, there it is. So I did dress up one year for the Derby, and I did not dress up aggressively, but I dressed up in a way that I was like, you know what, I at least look like I have a seat, a good seat. And I just wore something pretty simple for the Derby. I wore a pair of uh, you know light slacks, a white shirt, a uh, blue blazer, and uh, I, think, I think most of what I was wearing was by Vineyard Vines at that time, who was still mm. partnering with the Derby. Uh, that being said, there are so many different directions that you can take things that I almost feel like uh, I don't want to say that I'm on watch, but I have concerns about uh, where I stand currently with my clothing options for Derby. Okay. What, this this what, past weekend, I went and bought a suit. Okay. Well, you've taken care of the biggest thing right then, right, right there. <sighs> Is it? Isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Because where, where you really make your money at Derby, outside of the betting, of course, is, you know, the accessories that you get to have, your pocket squares. Do I want to try an Ascot for the, a time when Ooh, I can actually get away you, with you something like that? You have talked about Ascots. You have like, been talking about Ascots. Is there a hat in play that, that might need to get, get worked in? Are there any historical Kentucky Derby fits that I would like to try to replicate? You know, there are the, all these questions that come into play. There's the footwear aspect of it, Barrett. It's not just like, we're not just standing in one place all day. We're going to be out and about. We're going to be men about town at this thing. Well, okay. See, and and you're kind of doing the thing that people have been doing to me when I've told them that I'm getting that I have the opportunity and that I to to go and that I will be attending the Kentucky Derby. They that's the reaction is like, "Oh shit, this is this is big for you." You got. You must be wringing your hands about about what you're going to wear. About what Stressful. like how, like are you stressing out about this? And like up until. I mean, up until literally today, it's kind of not really like because I already I, I already have the suit that I know that I will wear, mm -hmm. and beyond that, like I like I, I don't know. I know a piece of I know a piece of it is how over the years, you know, we we we, we just did a little experience where we where we both kind of like jotted down a few quick notes about um, our own personal style. For, One of the hardest a, things you can do for a shopping trip that we're going on, yes. and like you know, you kind of mentioned that that one of your baselines is kind of prep. And I'm kind of on the opposite of that. Like the thing that I have kind of neglected the most out of, you know, my, my, my different style bars is like that part of, of, of kind of how I used to dress. And so I feel out of touch with things like, you know, kind of those dandier suiting accessories, like tie bars and pocket squares and ties and, and, and just like, and, and all of the type of stuff that you can kind of do. So like, Honestly, like I, I was really going simple with it and just thinking, you know, like maybe I'd get a new tie. Maybe I won't. I've got a bunch that I could probably choose from. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'd get a new shirt, but maybe I won't. I've got a nice crisp white dress shirt. What's wrong with that? Yeah, nothing. You nothing. Know? And so like I like I'm I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I know I could get really, you know, you can kind of go whichever direction, you know, th this is what you kind of just said, right? Like there are a ton of options you can go with. And right now I'm leaning towards going you know, kind of keep it simple, stupid. But 
you know, the accessories definitely, it, it, it's fun. You mentioned hats. People have been asking me about hats. The only, you know, I can think of like uh, uh, Tom Brady has, has pulled off some hats, although he kind of looks like he's about to be in a barbershop quartet here. He, yeah, he looks like he's about to break into song at any he, moment. And, know, so that, and that's the thing. That's the stress of this. Like, so, so I, you know, I wasn't thinking I, I was, I was going to eschew the hat. You know, he also did like a, like, he looked like a real gangster one year with his, uh, with his, yeah, he, with that's his a little more choice. racketeering charges <laughs> to me. He just hit that Rico case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, it, like, the, it's almost like paralysis by analysis because there are so many different ways that you can go that, like, I, I, I don't know where I'm going to land at this point. Damn, Tom, Tom always goes hat, I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how into hats was uh, Tom Brady was at the Kentucky Derby. Good uh, for him. Yeah, beautiful black and white gingham suit that he wore this one year. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I actually so, kind of like this from him. Yeah, this this yeah, this might be my favorite out of all three that I've pulled up. Uh, so you know we don't we don't have that much time left. We don't. And we're like we're truly in the grind time of figuring this I, out. I, I guess maybe you know maybe maybe this is the week where I got to pull trig and and at least bring in some things. You know what I mean? At least try you know bring them in, try them on, see if they work. If they don't, I'll send them back. I have concerns there might be some overnight um, <laughs> shipping charges. shipping charges that are on my credit card ne- uh, next month. We'll see though. Um, are you going to are are you pocketing? Are you are you keeping it close to the vest? Are you saving the big the big reveal of the of the suit? No, I can get out ahead of this, and and I'm mainly doing this just in case anyone has any advice here because I'm kind of at a I'm at a crossroads. The suit that I got is considered a light brown. I wouldn't say it's a traditional light brown. Like when you think light brown, you're thinking like a tan almost. This is like not white, but just like it's it's kind of close to it's, white. It's 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 like almost a version. It's like a very light light brown. Okay. And so I can wear a white shirt underneath it. I'm not really worried about that. It doesn't look like a white suit. I don't look like I'm about to pile into a Hummer limo for prom with like a Yankees <laughs> hat on. Is it double-breasted? It is not. Okay. It is not. This is a suit that I bought for numerous occasions. Is and Derby being the number one, but with the, the, the long-term play of being like, you know what? I have my dark green suit that I wear to everything. I need a lighter suit that I can wear to more summary events. Is, and it, more is other it this things. guy? It is not. Okay. Um, it, is clo- it is close to that, but a little bit lighter and a little more linen. Okay. And so... I don't really know what to do. You know, there's a lot of pastel colors that people wear to Derby and pastel is something that I've kind of sworn off. I'm not opposed to other people doing it, especially in a situation like Derby. But for me, it's just something that I've kind of told myself I can't do anymore. I'm right there with you. Like, like the, the less, and, and, and this is something that I just, you know, I've got a wedding next year coming up now. Like, and I, I just, I can't shake this kind of itch to like buck norms Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, and like, I, but I think now's the time. Part is part of that is just kind of like I think a a, a kind of always mm, rebellious streak against like authority that I have. Mm-hmm. But so I de- but but that the pastels, the super prep, anything that could be considered frat, it's off the table. I don't want to be mistaken for like one of the guys in the fraternity that's in like a box near us or yeah. something. It's yeah. like oh he's with those guys and they well no no. Or if they are mistaking you for for one of those just because we're so fresh faced and so young, so young, yeah, it's it because our be, facial routines they, have really they, been hitting. They would say, man, those guys must be the age of other fraternity guys. Yeah, but they're so well and sharply dressed. Yeah, those guys are using a <laughs> lot of keels and they must have a good tailor. Did they go get some Brotox? Before yeah, this? yeah. Did these guys? Did these guys get some filler? <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, it's a light, it's a light suit. And, um, you know, and I think that, I think that kind of lends itself as being a, a blank canvas of sorts for me. And I can, I can kind of just decorate around it. Yeah. 
Um, now you mentioned that we will not be in the in the infield. Correct. So which we, I think is beneficial for the for the safety and the well being of said light colored suit. I think we're in, <laughs> I think we're in good standing on that front. Yeah. yeah. So our our overall our itinerary will be as follows. So if you're in Louisville, if you're around, we would love to see you. Come say hi. Um, we're going to we, we arrive Friday and we're going to bop around to a couple distilleries on Friday. We're going to have dinner on Friday evening. We might even go to a gala on Friday evening. A gala? I haven't told you about this, but Holy. we have some opportunities out there. All right. So we have some opportunities okay, now out I'm there. stressed. Mm-hmm. Get, you tell me I got a, a, a gala to go to. Now that I'm worried about what I'm wearing. I understand. I get it. I like, get isn't, it. is that weird that I'm not stressed about my, my derby fit, but like you're telling me I'm going to a Friday evening gala? A little gala bit because the night like, before? if we're going to like a gala gala, like that means you could probably just go like, you know, black tie. Jeez, that's a layup. Thank goodness, thank goodness that Lara got me the 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 bag off of our Christmas wish list that Sally put on there. There you go. With the you know from Stitch Golf with the you know that wraps around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with this you know because I might be you're telling me now I might be carrying two suits with me. Yeah, it's gonna be it could be a war out there uh, <laughs> trying to trying to pile that garment bag into the uh, overhead compartment. We'll see. Maybe if the the uh, person helping us out on the plane, maybe if they're willing. They will hang it up for us ah, with the yes. uh, yeah. the the pilots' jackets and stuff. Yeah, I heard I heard uh, Spirit loves to do stuff like that. They do. Yeah. They really enjoy that. <laughs> uh, and so from there, uh, we actually, I mean, we don't really have any plans on Saturday other than going to the Derby, and we'll be waking up, we'll be hanging out all day. I think we're going to be at the Home Stretch Club, and it should be an absolute blast. Uh, if you guys do want to follow along, make sure to go watch on May six on NBC. Uh, I, I I think we should just do everything in our power to try to get on television. Like if we see Tom Brady, I think we just get behind him the entire time. <laughs> Do you think that if I go, you know, with my hair in its current state, if I wear like some purple tinted lenses, do you think I could be mistaken for Bob Baffert? Uh, to see, maybe, maybe. <laughs> like is that, just maybe cre- that's like the I've move. Just crept on the back on the grounds You're despite like, wait, my senior band. Is that Bob Baffert's? Uh, <laughs> is that his like grandson over here <laughs> with all these other fraternity guys looking fresh face? Uh, well, are you excited, Barrett? Are you excited Man, I'm, overall? I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited. I. Look, I, I'd I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit nervous about the um, huh, how should I phrase this? Just the 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 regimen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. The, the uh, it can get ahead of you. The schedule of activities. It can get ahead of you real quick. At the pacing derby. is going to be important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just you can't just be handing me mint julep after mint julep. Do you know what I mean? Derby is one of those events <laughs> where, like, there's so much going on. There's so many drinks floating around that, like, sometimes you just got to accept a drink and then set it down later. Yeah, without yeah. taking a sip just to endure. We got to. We're going to have a quick turnaround, you and I. Yes. So, so there's no more palpable and enjoyable excitement than in the moments just before the horses start running. Like, there is truly nothing. The only thing that I've ever compared in terms of like an endorphin rush in my entire life was when my son was born. That's the only thing that the, like I know surpassed it. Anything else hasn't really come close to any time that I've been there for Derby. Yeah, the you know I I think about um like like any other race, right? You kind of you know like a car race, like the engine start up, you kind of get that adrenaline rush, but then it subsides because these it's, things take a while. Yeah, you know here it's like yes, and it, it, I, I looked it up here. It is dubbed the greatest two minutes in sports. Mm-hmm. Because you get all that, uh, you, you know, I can just imagine that, that that all bubbles up inside of you. And then it's just, it, it's just, you know. It's great. That you, you get the two-minute adrenaline rush and, <sighs> and you're just, you ride the high. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Your long-awaited return. I know. It's been, it's been too long. 
I need to go back to my old Kentucky home. That's right. <laughs> Before we get into the rest of this episode, we'll hear from our friends over at Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, the content you create, even your time. I've used Squarespace for almost 10 years now. That, tell, that should tell you everything you need to know about it. Uh, I did not know how to build a website before I used Squarespace. And luckily for me, I barely even had to learn because they make it so simple and so easy. I was trying to use it for blogging purposes, but I also wanted the ability to sell things on the website, to contact my customers, to just do anything that I could do through a website all in one place. And luckily for me, Squarespace was that exact place. They made it so easy for me to connect with people, for me to get my create creative itch and just my creativity in general out to the world. And they made it so easy to, to have everything just all in one place. I will ride for Squarespace for pretty much all time. And so uh, I think you should too. I think everybody should. Head over to squarespace.com slash scaries for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code scaries to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that is squarespace.com slash scaries for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code scaries to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Barrett, I was having a conversation the other mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we have childcare. I love her to death. And she's uh, someone who I talk to every single day. Oh, not every single day. Three to five days a week. Um, for Christmas this past year, we wanted to get her something that was cool, that was popular. And so what we did was that we got her a Lululemon fanny pack. You see them all over the place. They're very, it's hot right now. It's, if, a, hot, it's a hot item, isn't it? Am I mistaken here? No, no sure you're absolutely is, correct. Yeah. Like at one point it was hard to even buy online from Lululemon, which should really never be the case for anything Lululemon that's that popular. Right. And so we got her that and I, I looked at it and I said, man, sometimes I wish I could have one of those too. And she said, well, why don't you? I said, well, because I'm really weird about the certain things that I carry and the things that I carry stuff in. And I started thinking more and more about this. And then Blackbird Spy Plane, noted Substack newsletter, asked the question, can grown men wear backpacks? And this started to have this effect on me where I couldn't stop thinking about all these different things that I'm hesitant to use as a man to carry stuff around and how much stuff I would like to carry. People always talk about your everyday carry. People talk about, you know, um, whatever. And, and it's, it, it begs the question, Barrett, like, where do we stand what 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 looks like you're an adult and what looks like you're a little kid? What looks like uh, you're you're like a college kid going to a music festival versus what looks like you're a, a dude just trying to go to a, a restaurant and eat lunch? Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a it's <laughs> it's a tough question, and um, you know we'll we'll link here to the to the Blackbird Spy Plane column that uh, that that he wrote. It's notable first and foremost, I think that that we talked just a little while ago uh, about another. Blackbird spy plane declaration that was also very inflammatory. Which right? one was the, this one? That was the that the double rider style leather moto jacket is deceased, dead forever, never will look yeah. good again, et cetera. Right. So like this, yeah, this 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 I, I honestly feel like like he this is written more genuinely, but it's still like a flaming hot take. And it's uh, I think that becomes quite obvious because at the end there are two updates, two updates, two, two, not just one. like editors addendums to basically to this column, basically um, not with like a mea culpa necessarily, but a, a couple of concessions, right? Yes. And so I, you know, just to 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 dive in a little bit, I do think that like overall, overall, the statement that wearing a backpack every day, like to your job 
can, and I'm going to pull the, the quote here, can have a little bit of like little Timmy going to middle school vibe. Like I, I, like I, I, I understand that. I can see that, that a backpack as your everyday carry for work, you know, you're walking into your, your, your cubicle office and your business casual and you've got your backpack on, that's going to look a little college student walking into the lecture hall. Yeah, that's right? fair. That's fair. So I think that that is, I think that that's the fairest statement about backpacks is everyday carries. I'll immediately come back and, and kind of counter that with like, when you're traveling, like, I don't think there's any substitute for a backpack. So that's, that's another thing is it's something I wasn't taking into account when, when we first introed this was like the travel portion of it. Um, the time that you will pretty much almost always see me with a backpack is while I'm traveling. Even then, sometimes I, I pull it out and I'm like, is there another bag I could use? But there's nothing more convenient than a backpack when you're traveling. Like if you try to replace it with a duffel, carrying that duffel is not as enjoyable. It's, it's a little as, more difficult. It's not as enjoyable. You know, I've tried things like a zip top weekender bag, mm -hmm. but they get really heavy and then it's weighing down on your shoulder, stuff like that. Yeah. So there, there's really like, you know, having the two straps basically even out the weight is just, is huge. Um, and, and like and, even when we went to Europe last year, backpack stuck with me the entire time and it, it treated me so well. But the one thing, the one time I never even consider bringing a backpack around, and I haven't done this, is to work. And I don't really know why. I don't really know why I have an aversion to it. I like a tote bag. I like doing a tote. I don't want to bring a tote with me when I'm going around town. If I'm walking and running errands, I don't really want to carry a tote with my, my stuff in it. It seems like overkill. Yeah. But then I feel like having the kind of strap bag from like Lulu or something just kind of makes me look like I'm clinging to a trend that I'm too old to be clinging to. <laughs> and maybe that's just a personal identity issue that I'm having. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we don't see a lot of like, like the, the kind of that part of what you're describing where you're out, you're running errands, you're, you know, you've, you're, you're moving around a lot, you're here, you're there and you want like, you know, pockets maybe just aren't enough. Like the kind of the sling bag, the sh like a across the shoulder, the fanny pack that mm -hmm. you can wear as like a chest rig or, you know, I'm not going to wear it around my waist personally, but, but you could. I'm, I'm um, afraid if I ever did wear it around my <clears> waist, <throat> there would be like a view of myself that I'd see in a, in a, yeah. a passing mirror where I'd be like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Will, you look terrible. Yeah. It's a little too like, you know, black socks and, and stocks. Yeah. Old tourist with your, you know. I just worry it's going to cling to the wrong parts of my uh, torso. <laughs> So, but, but I think that, you know, there, there, there are a plethora of, of that type of kind of sling bag that, that, that anybody should wear confidently, especially in those particular instances. Now we just have them fewer and further between. And this is kind of, you know, this is a theme that we kind of constantly come back to on, on this podcast, but like, it's just different in a driving city like Austin or any of the ones in Texas versus somewhere where you are never in your car and you're constantly on public transportation or walking like New York. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just way more practical. It makes way more sense. But then in that exact instance, like kind of so does a backpack, right? Yeah. Like, because you, you know, I, I mentioned backpacks for traveling, but also just as like a day pack, let's say you're traveling and then you are in New York and you're walking around all day long and you want some stuff with you. Like a backpack probably makes more sense than some weird like messenger or something that you don't have as good of a grip on or like, is going to get awkwardly heavy or like hurt your shoulder in a weird way. It's almost and like I, we need like a pin or something that you can put on your backpack. That's like, Hey, I'm not doing this every day. <laughs> just, this is just a, this is, I just, this is, I needed to today. And you know, I just like off, off the top of my head, like I pulled up some of the, like the Filson, like roll top packs, mm -hmm. like this type of thing, mm -hmm. it like has very much of like a, a, like a military influence and feels outdoorsy, feels a very, you know, hunting forward. Um, uh, you know, to just to, to quickly, 
bring up Japan again, but like I left Japan with a backpack from from Snow Peak, this one, uh, which is super basic and functional, but I, and I and I, its intended use for me is as like a travel backpack. See, I like uh, that. And I mean, and I think a lot of people when they hear backpack, they go back to middle school. They go back to like their crappy backpack, their their jam yeah, sport that their they had, whatever. They're, they're, that makes them look like a little kid. And I think the realization here is that backpacks don't have to look little kid. Like they yeah. there are so many out there that are good looking that are that are still utilitarian driven. Right. But they just aren't you know, super branded or made for a little kid to beat the hell out of for yeah. an entire school year. Yeah. And even, you know, uh, I'll come back to my initial like blanket statement. You, if, if you get something like that Filson roll top or even something uh, even more elevated, even more like, you know, kind of like leather and, and old school looking, and that's what you want to carry is like your business casual everyday work bag, like you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's too much of a, of a problem with, with carrying that as an everyday. But for us, Texas, not really a walking city all that often. Like I'm sticking with a tote for now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that gets the the job done in a slightly cooler fashion. I think we just talked that out very well. <laughs> I think I've changed my perception a little bit on it. I think, I think I need to be a little less hard on backpacks in general. And I think I need to start understanding that, Hey, sometimes you just need to, uh, have everything on you all at once in a very, very, you know, organized manner. And can I expect to to see you in in New York City walking down the street in this lovely Lulu Lemon Everywhere belt bag number? I don't think so. I think no. the better option would be that I'm going to end up giving my wallet to my wife, who will then put it in her <laughs> Lulu Lemon belt bag, and then she'll give me my credit card, and I need to pay for something outside of there. Okay, I think yeah. that's how I'm going to operate. <laughs> you don't think that wallet will, will go in a pocket of mine? Yeah, yeah. It just depends. It just depends. It, it, it hard to say, but I usually, I usually, uh, I usually beg her when we're out and about to do that. But now I've realized that I just always end up forgetting my stuff in there. So I either don't have a wallet when I go to work or I don't have keys when I go to work, which yeah. is not ideal. That's a danger. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to talk about something that I've really been seeing everywhere lately. Uh, or I guess one brand that I've been seeing everywhere collaborating with numerous ones, which is beams beams. Can you explain for anyone at home? Can you just give a, a brief overview of beams? Just in general, yeah, I talked about it a little bit um, on last podcast. Uh, you know, we're 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 talking Japan again here, but Beams is a Je- Beams is a is a Japanese multi brand retailer with its own, with its own brand as well called Beams, and um, it was w- one of the shops that that uh, one of the Beams shops that I went into. They have many, many, many in Tokyo and and across the country in Japan, but one of the sp- particularly one of the ones that I went into in Shibuya was like awesome, awesome shop, tons of wood everywhere. It felt very outdoorsy, but very fashion forward. They were burning incredible incense. They had, it's amazing what some incense they, can do in a retail establishment yeah. in order to get you in the mood. Yes. Um, they had a record player out. They had like a little side section that like had like some, that was like totally cordoned off and had like some marble tiling. And it was like their t-shirt and streetwear section. Mm-hmm big cases full of cool sunglasses and amazing shoe selection. If you pull up their like Japan web store, you'll find cool stuff like little like like grills, like little camping grills and stuff like this. So there's there's a ton of like um, you know, just really kind of functional stuff that they carry as well. Yeah. Uh and then, you know, w- with their presence as like this kind of like cool shop and brand in Japan, they get the opportunity to do a lot of collaborations. Um, the, the first one that we have pulled up here is the LL bean collaboration. Uh, and then there's another one that, that I'm quite excited about. It's, I believe this, the third 
in a series. Uh, I was going to say, when I saw the Arcteryx stuff, sorry, I, I just interrupted yeah, you yeah. and said the words Arcteryx, I was like, I've seen this before. Yeah. This has happened before. And I guess people probably think that when they see like ALD, New Balance, or things like sure. that too. Yeah. Uh, what's the significance of them doing something with a company like LLB? I, I think that they, they, and you know, you can say this for a lot of these kind of like Japan, Japanese brands that that you don't get to see too often. I, I'll, it's notable now that Beam's has crossed the pond, um, you know, in a, in a pretty significant way. So you can find their stuff at, you know, we, we constantly mention canoe club. That's a shop that carries them. And I've even, I've even started to see their stuff on like essence, I think maybe Nordstrom even mm -hmm. as well. Uh, so, so you can kind of find their stuff, but when, when they collaborate with a brand, it just like lends that, you know, you're going to get something that has that like Japanese level of, of taste. Yeah. You know, and so that people were were pretty geeked up about like Todd Snyder's collaboration with mm -hmm. with L.O. Bean the last couple of years, and I think it, you know it's kind of the same thing here. Your L.O. Bean, a really awesome, fun heritage brand that a lot of people like, but is kind of you know feels maybe like a little dated or or less fashion forward. They do it, these collaborations with Todd Snyder or Beams, and suddenly like everything fits a little better and has like a little bit more you know, design detail and just like feels a little bit more fashion forward. And like, suddenly you're just kind of getting the best of both worlds. There's such a nostalgia about collaborating with a company like LLB, because at the end of the day, you're not collaborating with them for like some piece of design that they currently, or like some, some product that they currently have that like everyone's obsessed with. Like you're doing it because it's LLB and because they do have that iconic nostalgia to them. And there's just like, you see it in the collaboration that they did uh, with Beams here is that like, yeah, they're just putting that logo front and center. They are making sure that that is something that, um, that they hang their head on for this. I mean, it's, it's just so, it makes me want to own it because it makes me feel like uh, I would be like young again. I don't know. There's something about LL Bean that just makes me go back in time mentally all the time. And I'm, that's I'm, probably not what they want to hear based on a collaboration like this. I No, I think the nostalgia, I think you're absolutely right. I think nostalgia always plays a part in, you know, kind of bringing heritage brands back to back to the forefront. And uh, typically, like, I think what happens here, and, and it, maybe it's kind of a chicken and an egg scenario for this one especially, but like, you know, L.O. Bean started putting themselves out there a little bit. They, you know, you hear about like the Todd Snyder thing. You go to Instagram. There's the boat. There's there's the boat and tote page. Mm -hmm. And so like 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 these things are kind of happening at the same time yeah. where they they do have product that is cool without a collaboration at the moment. Yeah, you know they've found yeah. themselves in the right place you know, at the right time. Their boat and totes are huge. Everybody like uh, you know that's but, true. Maybe I undersold them a little bit. Kind of the 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 you know some trendsetters, some tastemakers are like carrying the boat and totes. Suddenly, they have a little bit more cachet as well, and then you know you get more opportunities to do to do these types of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, with Arcteryx, it's really like it basically, it's it's an it, I'd say it's a it's a lighter lift than the Beams one mm -hmm. because it's basically Beams gets to do like some color blocking that Arcteryx would never do. Yeah, but it's awesome. How does uh, it, it looks really, really good? If you had to guess, like from start to finish, Beams approaches Arcteryx and they're like, hey, well, like, is that is that the kind of thing where like who approaches who? Who who is more likely to approach who in these situations? This uh. is something I've never really known about and something I've always just kind of wondered because a collaboration has to start with an idea from somewhere, from somebody. That's a really good question. I think it can go both ways. 
I think that typically, uh, man, that that's hard because like I'm you know I'm just I'm thinking about some other collaborations. When I think of LL Bean, I'm like they probably want to get elevated by Bean. Yeah, typically I think, but you'd have to have someone with it. Yeah, in order to make that call, right? And see it through. The 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 Arcteryx LL Bean the Arcteryx Beams one is a is much more difficult to suss out, right? Because like both brands are so cool Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, exactly. Like who's who's more benefited? So who has like the lever the leverage there, right? Yeah, with LL Bean, like you know. But at the same time, like I could totally see Beams being like, you know what brand we're really feeling right now that has awesome heritage and like old school archive yeah. stuff that we'd love to rework in our own, you know, frame of mind and with our own vision, like LO Bean. Like let's let's call them up. Their Todd Snyder shit was awesome. We want that too. If somebody so, asked like right now, like Barrett, like you can collaborate with any company in the world. Like I guarantee that your brain doesn't go to a company like LLB and the heritage brands that you kind of did a nod to. I guarantee not, that both yeah. of our brains go to much more current stuff now. Yeah. But then I think eventually like it'd be like, hold on, it could be really fun to do something like that. Right. Like, right. Like, I mean, uh, Patagonia is not in the same breath, but like, it's just kind of that thing. Like it'd be fun to do something with like a brand that doesn't traditionally do those kind of collaborations or, or have those, uh, those products out there. Yeah. I am interested. They do have my attention. Well, I guess- I, you, 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 everybody, and, and you included, should just keep your eye kind of posted for um, for beams. It because it's much more shoppable US now, mm-hmm. and like you know, it, I think it's really like it, it's it's good looking stuff, but it's not typically all that difficult to wear. Really, like it makes sense. It, it's approachable. Uh, here, here's a here's a better photo of the new Boro. Boro colorway of the Beams Arcteryx color block jacket, which I'm pretty keen on. Yeah, I like it too. I always mean, like black and blue, kind of like black and blue together. I've always liked it too. I've always been. Do you remember? I don't even know if they're still around. Um, there was a company called. Oh man, I'm gonna blank on this. It's been forever. They won a CFDA. Um, public school. Yeah, public school. Are they still around? So I, I'm not sure. In some capacity, I think they are. But they really like they 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 kind of I, I I fell off sounds like super negative but they kind of disappeared. Like when they were first came out, I remember really liking them because they were pairing a lot of dark blues with a lot of black, and I thought it was kind of nice looking and cool looking. And I started doing it a little bit more, and that's when I that's when I stopped caring about you know pairing those two colors together in general. Um, but yeah, I haven't thought about them in forever now. But like they've always kind of been the reason that I enjoy doing that. They, but you, I, totally, they they had some awesome like flannels that were like blue and black check and, and stuff like that yeah they, they were big on that color combo they kind of sure. had like the same thing as norse projects when it was just like it was like they had just cool colors with cool fabrics and cool whatever um but like i i'm i've been having trouble wearing blue lately is that weird that is pretty weird i usually like i that used to be like my go-to like yeah. oh, i'll get like a dark blue or something like that and yeah. i've just been having a little more trouble with it but i think it's also because i'm wearing a lot more like dark green and black yeah that working in the blue is not as natural as it used to be because it's almost been replaced with like green I, okay you, yeah that's exactly where i was going to go with it too i do feel and this continues to happen this con- it's it is such a it's like green has definitely been hot for a while but right now more than ever it's like everything it's is green everything and if green, if something comes in green, it's like people want the green, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. that is just that. And I do, I actually do kind of know what you're saying because, like, I do feel like five years ago, you know, given color options in, let's say, a hoodie, for example, right? Like navy probably would have been like my number one, yeah. if not number two choice. Yeah. And now I look at that navy hoodie and I'm like, oh, but what would I wear that with? Yeah. Because like sometimes navy and denim can look a little too like. Mm-hmm. 
like weirdly like blue like blues that maybe don't go together very well yeah uh and then and then yeah i don't know like it's just been a little more difficult i, I do kind of know what you're saying yeah I, I i find myself having to like i have like one pair of pants that i'll wear blue stuff with or like i just i just worry more about it i just worry that if i buy something that's you know a good price for that's blue that i'm never gonna wear it i have a couple things and i'm like oh, i need to start wearing these things more yeah but yeah i don't know i don't know why i thought of that when i saw the color blocking on the uh, arcteric stuff yeah, that that is. I, I think because it, and that's. I mean, that's why the combo kind of works, right? Because like, yeah. you put the you get the black with the blue, and then suddenly it feels like it's more versatile. Almost. And I would love to pair that with like a pair of just black snow pants in order to go skiing. I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah, but you most people are probably going to pair it, that use with it as your shell. Most people are just going to pair it with some double knee pants that they're going to wear to uh, get a coffee. That to get day. a coffee, yeah. You love yeah. to see that. that I, I, do, I sure do. <laughs> yeah. Before we get to the latter half of today's episode, let's hear from our friends over at Early Bird. If you're not familiar with Early Bird, they're a recreational hemp product that contain around two and a half milligrams of natural THC and around 12 and a half milligrams of CBD in each gummy. These are formulated for fun and to make you feel good. And honestly, people use these for a lot of different things. Some people use them to relax. Some people use them to pregame before going out, and some people just like a little buzz before they go swimming at Barton Springs here in Austin, Texas, where Early Bird is based out of. Uh, but what it comes down to is that they've really formulated Early Birds with a micro dose of THC to make you feel great without getting lit. I've recommended these to so many people. I've given sample packs to so many people, and every single person comes back and says, I had to go order more. If you're trying to go order more for yourself, fear not. Use promo code WIX, W-I-C-K-S, yes, just like the candle. Use promo code WIX for 20% off everything at earlybirdcbd.com. Again, that's promo code WIX for 20% off everything. It is a one-use code, so please, please, please make sure to load up that cart before you do anything. Uh, Barrett, we have a little note here today. Uh, I'm gonna Let's do a little choose-your-own-adventure. Maybe we could just knock both of these out at once. Okay. Uh, which way would you rather go, Brotox? Or Coachella. I think I want to start with Coachella. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Um, how, <laughs> do you want to start or do you want me to just start start riffing? I think you should start riffing. Okay. All I right. don't have like super <clears throat> strong Coachella takes other than I never really feel like going, and I, but I do like watching it from afar. Yeah. Okay. So, because uh, I think I'll have probably a Coachella take that, that maybe not many people share with me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the extreme commodification of it the fact that every single celebrity and every single influencer is now there every single year and it is like a massive like it is a thing on the calendar that must be participated in the fact that that festival and essentially that festival alone coined the term festival season which is now like an actual like it's almost usurped cruise in the fashion industry is like brands need to have festival wear mm-hmm. All of that, all of that, you ball that all up, you put it, it's kind of gross and disgusting. I've never wanted to go to Coachella more. I've never (laughs) felt like going... I will say, from a, from an entertainment standpoint, there. I I just want to make sure you heard that I said I've never wanted to go more. Oh, more, more. Why do you want to go more? Like it, all of it, it just is just working on me. Like the like I do. They 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 have tapped in so hard. To like my core FOMO bone, do you know what I mean? <sighs> do you and feel I, like you're actually missing out? Like, no, I to know, me, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing out because I feel like it's so heavily covered that I know the ins and outs of everything that's going on there. <sighs> the one thing that I actually think is like pretty impressive is that it seems as though Coachella has a 
a pretty good layout for everything. And this is from someone who's never been. So I could be completely wrong. But it seems as though they have a layout that's like almost conducive to um, spreading out a little bit more. Or yeah. Not being like annoyed that there's just a million people there. But that's just from me watching the YouTube live streams of performances and stuff. I think there's I think a couple things are happening for me. It one is that it feels now basically like Burning Man Jr. Mm-hmm. And I as badly as I want to go to Burning Man, if I'm honest with myself, it's probably never happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you can't go to Burning Man, Coachella's a pretty and good And so Coachella feels like that that kind of second, you know, that kind of like, well, if I can't do that, at least, you know, at least there's Coachella. But to but to your point, I, I don't it's weird because I don't feel I know that it's probably like an absolute headache and nightmare to be out there. Apparently, like lodging is super difficult. You got to get in with Revolve, and you, you, yeah, you basically like you know you're watching it play out with people that are paid to go, with people that are given the the their accommodations, and then have budgets for the clothing and like all this stuff, and like get access passes and like all this, and you're not going to have that. You're going to go, and you're going to fight to stay in some shitty place, and then getting over to the grounds is going to be a bitch, and then like you're you know the paps aren't going to be taking your photo are they no they're going to be zooming in on leo and irena shake so it's like you know i like it's pretty easy to talk myself out of going but the 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 way that it's covered the way that it's like it's such i, I mean it's just like get, give me a ballpark like how many times bigger do you think it is just from a from like a like a people know about it scale than any other festival like 10x it's a lot it's a lot like i know that like we we think of acl as being a pretty big deal it's it's it doesn't even hold a candle like it's 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 a outside of austin like outside of austin no one i don't think anyone truly cares what's going on at acl that weekend whereas Uh, i'm actually interested in what happened at coachella right but things happen at coachella like big things happen at coachella like frank ocean pisses off his entire fan base what was he doing (laughs) What is that move? Like, dude, but like, even just like, I mean, I know we, we, we don't like to talk about, we, we struggle to talk about him these days, but like, I mean, Kanye doing like Sunday service at Coachella, you're not getting that at like other places, right. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when they first did the, the hologram at Coachella, like it's, it's, the, it's the things like that, that kind of separate it and almost make it into like the festival that leads other festivals. And maybe that's why I should, I should look at it with a little more forgiveness and i do yeah i I think the bachelor alum have really ruined the uh aura of it i mean yeah yeah it doesn't that doesn't necessarily help i i also wish that like i just wish i had gone earlier like Mm -hmm. i wish i had i wish i had it under my belt so i could be like yep been there done that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then i'd at least and then i'd have some context for the you know People I trust people and people that my, I like go to Coachella and have gone to Coachella. And that should be enough to make me think like, well, don't be an idiot. Yeah. Don't be down on Coachella. Do you know, apparently, I don't know if this has changed, but like you have to like be in specific areas to, to drink. I don't know. Like out on the grounds, like watching the, sh- watching a show, like you cannot just be like walking around with a beer. I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure there's like beer halls and beer tents and you have to stay there to, to, Interesting. to imbibe. I know that like, I know that occurs in, you know, overseas places. Yeah. Like soccer matches, you can't you can't have beers at your seats or like the when they did the Ryder Cup um, a few years ago over there in I think it was in Edinburgh. Um, I had some friends that went over and like yeah they they there was like a drinking area. It was like really? cool. I guess okay. we're gonna go here and crush a few beers and yeah. then go out, back out on the course. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> right now I'm just thinking about like watching the RBC this past weekend and like there were so many screams and in, in like backswings this weekend. Mm-hmm. 
that I was like, oh, maybe maybe it's a good idea. <laughs> um, but uh, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I think the one other thing I'll add, just to kind of put a Dumois-style bow on top of it, is that like if you're into celebrity spotting, if you are into pop culture in that way, is there a better place to like celeb spot than Coachella? Like a guaranteed way, like to, to you want to see some celebs, just go to Coachella. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of feel that way? Yeah, kind of. Maybe like maybe it's way. Is it the, is it the West Coast Met Gala? Kinda. Yeah. It's like the the pregame for the Met Gala. You just go there and do that. I, a little bit. The genders are invited, <laughs> or they at least can go buy a ticket for themselves. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they're pretty sure they're invited to uh, to Chella. Uh, I don't have anything else on Coachella. I have been watching the live streams a little bit to catch a little bit of the performances, but like it's just not something that is like. It's not top of mind for me currently, but I'm also 36. I'm moving out of my festy phase. Who interested you enough to to want to try to tune in for a live stream? Blink-182. Okay. And that's just the nostalgia of it, just to know. Do they sound good? Are they going to be fun? Um, I do like to see a headliner every once in a while just to see like how, like, I think if you're a headliner for a music festival and you have that, you you wield that type of power, I think that like there's an opportunity to do something cool. And I think it's always cool to see what those people decide to do. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, and I know I, y'all talked about this a little bit on Circling Back, I think, about how like Taylor Swift is she is just too big for something like ACL. Mm-hmm. Coachella is the one festival that could get Taylor Swift. Probably. Probably. Coachella is the one festival they get that could the get big Beyonce. Ones. They get the big ones, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no but, uh, with, with uh, Lollapalooza is not getting those, those, those acts. We're not getting those acts. Bonnaroo is not getting them. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, true, true. Got a lot of got a lot of cachet, Coachella. So maybe we'll do Coachella next year after Derby. We'll uh, do get Derby done this year, then we'll go to Coachella next year. We'll be just fine. That'd be great. I think I would like to get Bro Talks before but one I, of that, these because I think I'm going to f- be feeling pretty weathered by the time we actually make it to uh, Coachella. I, I was going to say the same thing. If if we do get the opportunity to go to Coachella, it won't be this year, which means that we'll be one year older. And at that point, it might be time for us to uh, to start. Um, you know, filling our faces with injectables. Well, it's been, I've seen this a few different places, but it, <laughs> as it turns out, Botox is getting very, uh, very popular uh, with dudes and they're calling it Brotox. It says, uh, this Naturally. is via PR week. The trend is perhaps unsurprising given Gen Z and millennials tendencies to focus on self-care, glow-ups and self-improvement. The Brotox boom is making waves among both young and old men and TikTok is the home to various interactions of it. Uh, it says that uh, it says that cosmetic surgery and non-surgical aesthetic procedures among men rose 29 percent between 2000 and 2018, which I actually am surprised it didn't go up more. And in 2020 alone, more than 265,000 men got Botox procedures to target wrinkles in their face. Uh, I've never been averse to trying something that will get some wrinkles away, uh, but that's really only been in the last like year or so. And you hear about so many different people and like just going to, I go to the dermatologist regularly. So you see things all the time. Like, I feel like Botox has almost gotten to the point where like, it's not, it's not as like funny of a thing that dudes would be getting it as it would be like three years ago. I feel like it's just, I feel like so many people are getting it these days. Yeah. I have not ever dabbled in any of this, uh, despite maybe needing to once in a while. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm similar. I've I've never done any any of these like plastics or 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 injectables or non-surgical um, you know, things beyond a beyond a topical or a cream or or something like that. So it's uh it you know, I'm interested about. It. I'm scrolling through this PR week article 
And honestly, like the, you know, the, the Botox, I've thought about it. I've got like a, I've got, I, I, this is called something. Dude, same thing. I've, it's a little mm -hmm. wrinkle, the vertical line, basically right in, in between my eyebrows. It's from going like this at a computer every day. <laughs> Like it, that's, that's what and it has to be from. I, I've talked to my, to my derm about that. Like, and yeah, a couple of units of Botox probably fill that right out mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just like, you know, it's, you, you got to decide what you want to spend your money on and, and, and what can wait or what, what you can skip the stuff like, uh, the stuff like the crow's feet that I'm seeing here. Yeah. I could see if they, if my, if, you know, I maybe, but I also don't think that crow's feet like necessarily like look bad on people. I see. I have never thought that wrinkles actively make someone look worse. Like it's just not. So, it's it might be a feature I noticed. Like oh, they might look a little older, but it's never something I'm like oh, they looked like shit. You see the wrinkles they had on their face. Like it's not something I've been conditioned to think about. Yeah. Or judge people on, I guess, because yeah. it's such a natural thing. And I mean, we're you know we're we're obviously like we're I think we're we're lucky, right? Because society does not put nearly as much pressure on us. Oh, for, we're extremely for lucky. wrinkles and and facial stuff as they do on women. So like, you know, we're kind of, we are conditioned to be like, yeah, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, these guys are aging like fine wine and mm -hmm. they're probably getting things like Botox, but Definitely. also, but like we, you know, we, that maturation of like a, of a men's face is like far more acceptable by, by, you know, current beauty standards basically. Yeah. But it, it it's kind of, so it's interesting that like a younger generation is almost like doing away with something that sort of benefits them in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's just kind of like, hey, we're we're shifting the paradigm a little bit. Like, we don't want these things. They don't look that good. I don't know. The one thing that really, really caught my eye on this list that I that I did find quite interesting and, and kind of fascinating is that people are able to use fillers now that to basically like like rather than a rhinoplasty. Uh, um, and the results are are nothing short of extremely impressive based on some of these TikToks. Uh, where's that one that? See, like I this is this is the point where like I start to get lost. I'm like, I don't I don't fully understand how all this is possible. And I it worries me that like someone's nose is gonna collapse like a year later and they're gonna have to get it redone because they put so much filler into their nose or something. I, I well that I mean, I it, I don't know if it goes that far, but that I'm positive is like a drawback is that yeah. if you if you get a filler nose job, you are going to have to go get that nose job redone again and again. What percent of the two hundred sixty five thousand men that had this done were forced to go uh, by their significant other at some point? <laughs> I think it's got to be higher than, than what what I originally thought. I, I don't know. I feel like it's something that <laughs> I, I feel like uh, if you've landed yourself a significant other, I almost feel like you're less likely. To really, yeah, really. Yeah. See, I feel like Sally would be like, "No, well, you could. You need to. You need I feel to. like if she had if she had like an unlimited yeah, okay. if she had an All unlimited right. gift card to like a Botox place, she would love to send me in there and just go to town. <laughs> I think she I think Sally would truly like to get certified to do it and do it to people just because I think she'd enjoy doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um but like yeah, I just don't I I, I will love to I would love to spend money on all these like dumb things that probably won't work for me in the long run but like meaning like creams that I use sparingly that aren't in my routine enough to actually work things like that where I could probably just spend actual money on like doing something like Botox and actually look way better immediately rather than like hoping to look better by lazily doing a habit that I never actually implemented. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, they are kind of, look at this. That's insane. That's, that's insane. That's fillers. That's insane. Good job. Good for her. She looks great. So I, you know, I like. Love yeah, yourself that... before you do anything. Make sure you love yourself before you go get any of this uh, surgery stuff. You're not going to fix what's inside, guys. Uh, that uh, also well said. Thank yes, you. That's, Thank that's you. very true. Should we do our wish list items this week, Let's Barrett? go wish list. Let's go My wish list. My wish list item this week is weird as hell. 
Uh, good, because mine is just is just boring. As Mine's well. not for me. <laughs> Mine's not for me. Do you want me to lead off? I'll lead that. off. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, one of my favorite parts of being a dad is dressing my son. Yeah. It's really fun. I enjoy that he likes to go in and grab stuff, and he'll just hand it to me and do it. And today, I've selected something absolutely fucking crazy. What <laughs> I've selected today is the Cloudy Lace Kids shirt. I thought, you know what? Not just dudes like us need to be going on Ame Leon Door and buying lace shirts. Lace shirts, like, right. Th- let's get some Rico shirts for the toddlers this out there. This trend is for everybody. Like, and when I, I was just bored and just scrolling Bodhi just on the site one day, just enjoying myself. And I was like, huh, they actually have essentially a Rico shirt for a, a baby. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, while I have no intention of actually buying this for Fritz, as his birthday party has already passed and he would grow out of it by the next time, I will put this on my list because I do think it's pretty funny to have a uh, a camp collar lace shirt that my son can wear while I also go nips out. Now, th- this this shirt, it's... Obviously, 198, 198 U.S. American dollars is high for a for a children's piece of clothing that will last. How how long do clothes last for kids around his age? Like a couple of months before they're outgrown? A quarter it yeah. seems like something like no, that. No, I think it's I think it's longer than we give it credit for overall. Okay. All right. So I, I mean, but this is not. Uh, it, it's not absolutely insane. I'm actually surprised it was under 200. It's in the it's in the realm. I thought it was going to be more than 200 when I clicked here. on it. And then you know. What you do is you get this thing and you have your child in it for a little bit, and then maybe you put your next child in it, and then and then you get it nicely like yeah. put up in like a shadow box. You hang it in the rafters. You retired their jersey. You know it's an heirloom. It's okay. an ar- it's an archival piece. Okay. And, uh, and See. That- and that's how you justify this. T- this, this ladies and gentlemen, it's why you do not become friends with Barrett Dudley because <laughs> he will find a way to make you buy anything, even if it's a a transparent. Uh, one of a kind mid century lace shirt from Bodie. No, I mean, for your child. Th- this thing best fits children. It says right here, ages two through six. So it's it's not too late. <laughs> Such a range. It's not. <laughs> it's not too late. I know that little. I, I know that three year old Fritz. Man, I know he's going to be want to be out here. Pimping. He's only two. I, well, for his when he turns three, though. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's, he's that. That's when he's really going to start getting into like. You know the the modern day clothing trends. I think they say three is when it really is they, when they it, start hitting the mainstream. Yeah, that's when it, that's when it kicks off. He keeps um, on telling me to bring back four pins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I've heard that. Um, and so you know, it's look, and this is like I said, look, this is not when Bodhi does lace. They do not. They don't source the fabric. It's not new. This is made from mid century fillet lace. I would wear this. This is vintage. I would wear this. This is from the nineteen fifties. Well, Fritz needs a little 1950s filet lace on on him. You know? I, I haven't gotten him his birthday gift yet. Maybe it's time. <laughs> Maybe it's time. I already got – no, I can't just be getting him designer shit. I already got him that ALD basketball that they gave me a discount on. I can't just be getting him other stuff. I, I re- like, He gets one designer piece a year. That's the rule. I do. I you know I think dressing your kids is definitely something – like I've – you know, I always looked at like the uh, the catalog, the J Crew crew cuts mm-hmm. catalogs. Oh yeah, like, Man, these kids are so damn cute. Yeah, um, and all these like and all this this little mini J Crew. I so it's it's definitely on my radar, but then I also feel like you get you have the kid. They're growing. You it, their clothes are constantly dirty and 
covered in food and vomit and whatever else. And and it takes like one time where they ruin their $50 J. Crew shirt where you're like, yep, it's Target for you from here on out. You just have to understand that you're going to harshly wash everything that they own. <laughs> so if like they do ruin something, it's like, well, it's if it's not going to get ruined by them, it's going to get ruined by all the detergent and hot water that I'm water, pouring yeah. through that fabric at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think I'm going to wash this one on cold like it tells you to. It's just I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Um, all right. So I, I, I mentioned that I lost a pair of sunglasses. Um, I, I cruised by the Garrett light store. I didn't fall in love with anything. You they know, have I, a bunch of new stuff. So like they said, they were releasing a lot of new, uh, I don't, what do you call them? Frames? Frames. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, I, so I, I popped down the street and I, I went into Moscot, um, which was a really cool store as well. And, uh, you know, I tried on s- s- several frames that I liked. I'm kind of sleeping all, on all of them. But the one that I'm adding to the list, because I, I did quite like two versions of, of this, and um, I-, I thought it was a very good frame that would probably fit a lot of people. And then I'll add one more note. But, uh, but first, it's called the Yontif Sun. Uh, I-, I think the crystal would probably be the frame for me here. But this one called Blonde, this frame called Blonde, this pair of sunglasses looks very, very similar to the um, the Jacques Marimage Fellini that I own, uh, which is also in kind of like a yellowish frame. Um, and it's, you know, this the, these are not inexpensive by any means, but they are less expensive than Jacques Marimage. So it's like a good, it's kind of a good like high-end dupe basically for um, if, if you're looking for like a he- heavy acetate style sunglass, something that has a little bit of body to it, but it's still kind of narrow on your face. And uh, yeah, I might I might be might be adding these since I've I've uh, I've you know I've lost a pair one in one out. That's what they say. How confident are you um, bringing a pair of nice sunglasses to the Kentucky Derby? They will not happen. No nice. I, I will be reordering the pair of J Crews that I cannot find. Yeah, I. That's actually one thing that I do need to get online and order. There's. I think I, I think I'm going to go somewhere and try to find some inexpensive party shades where like I won't be completely devastated if something happens to them. But I can also think like you know what these will be fun to have all summer. These are going to be my uh, summer 2023 shades. Yeah, it's it's not that I don't it's not that I don't trust myself with the sunglasses. It's that on days days like the Derby, you just don't know what's going to happen necessarily or where you're going to end up, mm-hmm. and then you're not going to have a place to put them, and you don't want to carry the case around on your body. Correct. Right. Correct. And then suddenly you're like, you're putting them, you're dropping them in your suit jacket pocket, but then you're worried that they're going to get crushed. And then, oh no, what if you take off that jacket? Cause it gets hot at the such and such that you're at. And then like, next thing you know, like somebody sat on the jacket or stole the jacket or you forget the jacket at the bar or, you know, they're just too, they're just too many things that can go wrong. All I do whenever I'm out with my sunglasses, I have two places I put them if I'm wearing a suit. I'll put them on the inside pocket and risk getting them crushed. I will put them on the outside pocket so that they're clearly mm-hmm. visible to me at all times and I can just always look down and think they're right there. Right. And you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in the, I will in, the, in the, the, the breast pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I'm not wearing a tie that day, I will hang them from my shirt and I like, I always hang them from my shirt just so there's peak visibility and that yeah. they don't get crushed in my in my pocket. Yeah. And I've just always operated like that. I have to have them visible on my person or else I will lose track of them and I will kick myself later in life. Yeah. I'm excited for our post-derby uh, episode to to find out how our fits uh, held up and, uh, yeah, and if we lost anything important while we were there. Because that's <laughs> if there's one place where you risk losing something important, whether it be 
Uh, I mean, a pair of sunglasses, your wallet. I've lost my wallet at the Derby before. Not fun. I've lost a friend at the Derby before. Just couldn't find the guy until 3 a.m. the next day. <laughs> yeah, it's I, that, that'll be a good episode. Um, again, keep keep it locked on the socials. Uh, we will be covering. I imagine that there will be a, a kit pick or two yes. uploaded and, uh, and featured. Yes. So, And for anyone that made it this long in the episode, uh, we will be putting out some information v- relatively soon regarding the New York event. Uh, there's limited space, but we are going to try to get first access to listeners and dedicated listeners to the podcast. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah, we'll make sure to uh, keep you guys in, in the know. Any closing thoughts, Barrett? That's it, man. Everybody enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend whenever you're listening to this. And uh, we'll be back soon. Catch you guys later.